I want to just just let the music die on down just a moment and let's just lift our hands and our voices without the singing tonight but just our voice to the Lord and pray just lift your voice in praise and honor to him tonight hallelujah let him hear you know that's what he's listening for hallelujah the sacrifice of praise from your lips hallelujah shout of praise. Lift up your voice. Thank you, Jesus. Appreciate our music tonight. Thank you for always leading us in worship, doing such a tremendous job. Appreciate you being in the house of the Lord tonight. And just excited. We're always excited when missionaries come through. Whenever you meet a, a missionary, it's, I mean, it's a door that just opens to another world. It's uh, things that, you know, they experience and see and where they look, their labor is and, and all the uh, miracles and things that God does. It's so encouraging to hear how God moves in other lands and other places. And, and you know, it's, it's easy when you're home and here just to be focused on here, but it's always, uh, like I say, encouraging and refreshing to see what God is doing on the other side of the world. And so we, we've always uh, loved missions and missionaries and a lot of you young people in here have been on missions trips and things. We've encouraged that. And I tell you, missionaries are special people. That's the, we, that's the way we feel. And we've got one of our very own. And it's not everybody can just take off and go to another country and say, hey, I'm going to go and just leave everybody behind. And I'm going to go work for the Lord. That's something else. It's one thing to start a church where... Your house is right down the street. <laughs> you grew up in that town or something, but to go somewhere where that's not where I'm from, where that's, you know, just to immerse yourself in that and work for the Lord, that's amazing to me. So we're glad to have Sister Frances Day. This is our first meeting with her. Hopefully it will not be our last. But we're going to let her come tonight and just uh, take her liberty. And She has some presentations and different things. At the end of service, we will be taking offerings our missionary. She has some other ways um, that if you didn't bring cash or check tonight, she does have uh, where you could use a card to donate if you'd like to do that. She'll also have PM, PIM slips. Well, I won't get that right tonight uh, if, in case you want to uh, support her monthly and things like that. So uh, she'll tell you all about that. Let's give her one more hand. Glad to have her tonight. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's such an honor to be with you all tonight. Social distancing. I kind of don't like that word. <laughs> I just, my social distancing is I embrace. <laughs> I think Jesus wants us to embrace. He doesn't want us to be distant. He wants us to be close. such a sweet spirit of the Lord in this place tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just love on him for a minute. Oh. 
we just worship you in this place. Lord, we just love you. Oh, not because of anything that you've done for us, but just because of who you are. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We give you all the glory in this house tonight. Yes, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Oh, we're not going to get in a hurry. But we're just going to wait on you. Hallelujah. Because you're worthy, Lord. Hallelujah. We don't want to miss you. We don't want to miss you. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Take your liberty, Lord. Take your liberty, Lord. Holy Spirit, reign in this house. Rain down on your people, Lord. Minister to the needs, Lord. You know the needs before we ask, Lord, but you say, ask me. So we humble ourselves before you tonight. And we just ask you, have your way. Do what you want to do, Lord. We move out of your way. You have your way, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Clap your hands. Oh, hallelujah. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Praise your name. Hallelujah. Oh, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. For the past six years, I have served in the nation of Bangladesh. I served under the AIM program until 2019, and then I was fully appointed intermediate missionary to that wonderful nation. I have been blessed to see God do miracles. Numerous miracles, blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped, mute speaking, lame walking, miracles. Hallelujah. And I've come to a, a point in my walk with the Lord where I say, do it again, Lord. Do it again. I know there is nothing too hard for God. If you have any need tonight, don't leave here carrying that need. Jesus wants to relieve you of that need tonight. So allow him. Telling you from the onset, the altar is open. The water is troubled. 
Jesus is in the house. Hallelujah. I have a video clip. It kind of shows some of the things that I do in Bangladesh. And it shares, most of all, the faces of Bangladesh. It shows the nation, some of its everyday living, some of the Bible college, some of the ladies' ministry, some of the just everyday lifestyle that we live in Bangladesh. It kind of shares a little bit of that. And then I tell a little story in the video. As you watch the video and you see the faces of that nation, ask the Lord to minister to your heart as to what you should do, not what your church should do, not what your pastor and sister should do, but ask the Lord, what is it that you want me to do to be a part of that laboring field? I teach at the Bible College in Bangladesh. We have a Bible college that is a new Bible college that is being built right now. And because of COVID, it has stopped. So pray, church, that that labor begins again quickly. We have um, 100 Bible college students waiting to start. Our new Bible college will house 100 Bible college students. We take a two-year theology course, and we condense it into two years. I mean, we condense it into six months. Two years converted into six months. It's intense. But it's good. And it produces a harvest. Pentecost Sunday in Bangladesh, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of a shelter in place, we still had 379 filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's not afraid of a pandemic. He's still pouring out his spirit. Hallelujah. I help with the ladies' ministry in Bangladesh. We work with um, ladies who are what we would call socially outcasts. They have been sex trafficked. They have been human trafficked. And we help them establish their lives back to a good, productive life. We teach them handicrafts, and we teach them the gospel. And we send them out to help others. God is doing a great work in that nation. I'm going to let you watch the video. So you can see a little bit.
I'm Frances Day, missionary to Bangladesh. For the past six years, I've had the opportunity to serve in that nation, serving the wonderful people of Bangladesh. What an amazing, amazing journey that we are on. Bangladesh is a nation of 164 plus million people. It's a harvest field, a harvest field of souls, full of wonderful people, loving people who need Jesus. Two streets over from my house, there's a 12-year-old boy. Every day I see that boy weaving in and out of traffic with his eight-year-old sister, and she's blind, and they're begging every day for daily bread. And I know that God does not want to leave those people poor and destitute, especially destitute of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the capital city of Dhaka, there's 20 million people lost and looking. What a harvest field of souls. Yet, how can we reach them? How can we teach them? How can they have their needs met? a wonderful Bible college. Our Bible college students are second, third generation apostolic. They are young men and women that our senior pastors in our villages and our village churches have seen qualities that would make them wonderful candidates for ministry. And the first two weeks of Bible college, I take them through a course called Back to the Bible. And within those first two weeks, our Bible college students are apostolic, water baptized in Jesus' name, and filled with the Holy Ghost. I've had the privilege of baptizing 65 of our Bible college students, and all 65 of them are now currently in full-time ministry. And this is how we're going to reach the nation of Bangladesh, one soul at a time. I've had the privilege of seeing thousands of people filled with the Holy Ghost. And I've had the honor of baptizing hundreds in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. I know that we're believing for one million soul revival, but I'm believing God to do exceedingly and abundantly above that. I'm believing God to do the impossible. I wanna thank you for opening up yourselves to become partners with Bangladesh and myself in the work of the Lord that is going on there. One day when we get to heaven, we're going to meet people that we never met in this earth, but they will rejoice with us because of seed that you sowed for that nation. Amen. Some of that footage was from the 2018 crusade where we had 10,000 in attendance and the Lord filled 5,000 in one service with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This last crusade, January of 2020, I was here in America deputizing and was not able to go back to the nation. But God is still God. Yes. <laughs> With or without Sister Day. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we had 12,000 in attendance in that crusade. And the Lord filled 7,000 with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a harvest field, church. It's a harvest field, and God is doing a great work. You can partner with me. I have these little PIM forms that you could, I have plenty of them. I just need 30 more partners to be completed in my deputation. So think about that. It's a harvest field. Hallelujah. We serve a mighty, mighty God. Praise you, Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn with me. Now, I'm going to be reading out of the Amplified Version. I'm going to read the Amplified Version, but Romans chapter 12, verses 14 through 17. If you have your Bibles, I don't know if you all stand for the reading of God's Word or if you sit, but I usually stand for His Word. Romans chapter 12. Verses 14 through 17. Bless those who persecute you, who cause you harm or hardship. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, sharing others' joy. And weep with those who weep, sharing in others' grief. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, conceited, self-important, exclusive, but associate with the humble people. Those with a humble, those with a realistic self-view. Do not overestimate yourself. Never repay anyone evil for evil. Take thought for what is right and gracious and proper in the sight of everyone. I'm going to go a little further. I'm going to go to 21. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave the way open for God's wrath and his judicial righteousness. For it is written in the scripture, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For doing this, you will heap burning coals upon his head. Do not be overcome and conquered by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen? Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I'm going to read a little bit of what the message Bible says. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. Laugh with your happy friends. When they're happy, be happy. Share tears when they're down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies. Don't be great somebody. Don't hit back. 
Discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it in you, get along with everybody. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. Our scriptures tell us if we see our enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch. Or if he's thirsty, get him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. Don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. Amen? Over these past six years of me serving in that nation, God has been dealing with me, trying to get me lined up with his word. And he has taught me these principles. I call them the principles of God's love. He's taught me through these scriptures, through these passages of scripture. And I feel like this, these principles will help you it will help you identify with it will help you teach it will help you win a nation a culture a people that are not like you different than me different than you principles to help us win our co-workers our friends, our families. Even it'll help us win our enemies. It's the love of God. When I think of Bangladesh, I think of so many differences in that nation. Bangladesh is a nation of 160 plus million people. It has 11 tribes of people 38 different dialects of tongue in that nation. 89% Muslim. We have some Hindus. We have some Buddhists. We have some Christians. We have some atheists. We have some unbelievers, some idolatrous worshipers, some superstitious believers, some witchcraft doers. We have some doubters, unbelievers, differences. There's a lot of differences in that nation. And then comes me. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm Christ cultured. I'm water baptized in Jesus' name. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm a tongue-talking Bible believer. Hallelujah. Follower of the one and only Jesus. He's the one and only God. Hallelujah. Yes, I'm blood-bought. Hallelujah. I walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. I'm different. I dare to be different. I dare you to be different. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But every day, every day, church, when I walk, in that nation, or when I'm walking in North America, I purpose myself to be intentional, to walk in the love of Jesus Christ. 
I'm intentional. I'm intentional about this thing. I have learned that these principles, they keep me close to Jesus. And it draws others closer. Closer to the master. Closer where they want to talk to you. Closer where they want to ask you questions. These principles work. Principle number one. I call it overcoming adversity. Adversity is a state or instance of continued difficulty or misfortune showing courage in face of it. Look at your neighbor. I like to talk. I like for people to talk. Look at your neighbor and say, in spite of it. In spite of the situation, it doesn't matter. I'm going to overcome. Because I don't care how old you are or how young you are. There is going to come a day where someone is going to do something to you, say something to you that's going to rub you the wrong way, and you're not going to agree with it. You're not going to like it. But what are you going to do with it? You got to keep the right spirit. You got to learn to keep the right spirit. You can't be hot-headed. You got to learn to just hold your peace. If I'm going to preach and teach the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if I'm going to preach and teach the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, then I have to live this thing first. Truth and spirit truly is where it shows itself. People are watching. The Bible says that we are living epistles read of all men. What are people reading when they read you? What are you saying to the world, to the masses? Because they're watching. And you better be different. Adversity. When I overcome adversity, I allow the spirit of Jesus Christ really to shine bright. When I first went to Bangladesh, I learned this lesson. Now, I knew it was a Muslim nation, and I dressed very modest in that nation, or three-quarter length sleeves, if not long sleeves. And it's a hot nation. It's hot, okay? And so I wore my skirt, like, all the way down to the ground, you know? Long skirt, covered everywhere you go outside. Women always wear a scarf called an orna. You always wear a covering. So I was covered. I was modest. But yet when I would leave my apartment and walk to the church and I would pass the mosque 
Every day, church, the men would spit at me. Every day. I think that's a little adversity at its best. But I didn't want to get over-anxious, over-excited. I wanted to get understanding. Because the Bible says in all you're getting, get understanding. So I wanted to understand what is happening, what am I doing that's offending them, that would cause them to spit at me. So I asked my senior pastor's wife, I said, Sister Tooney, when I walk past the mosque, the men spit at me. Why is that? I'm covered. And she says, oh, sister, you don't understand. Now, this is my first week in the nation. She said, sister, you don't understand. In our culture, if a woman isn't double-layered, if her loins is not girded with a double layering, she's considered a harlot. I said, the devil is a liar. I'm an apostolic woman. But I didn't want to get upset. So I started wearing the traditional custom attire. And when I started wearing the custom attire, they stopped spitting at me. And then they allowed me to talk to their daughters and their wives and their sisters and their moms. And I was able to win them to the Lord, not offend them. Sometimes, church, we just got to take a step back, get a little understanding, And even though it might not make sense to you and it might not jive with you and you might not like the end result, keep the right spirit. Don't lose your witness. Don't react quickly when people hurt you. Take a deep breath. Return good for evil. Keep the right spirit. Now, some of those men, when they're sick, they call for sister. Never know what God has in store. We just have to keep his spirit. It's not about us. It's about him. Principle number two, empathy. I call it true love. Jesus calls it compassion. Empathy is action of understanding, being aware, being sensitive, vicariously experiencing feelings or thoughts, sharing others' accomplishments, celebrate with them in their victories, mourn with them when they're grieving. Grief is real. It's painful. People want to know that you're real. They don't want any fake. They get enough of that from the world. They're looking at you to be different. Try to identify with their humanity. Be real. Be genuine. Be sensitive. 
I have a saying, caring is sharing. I feel if you really care about someone or you care about something, you'll share it. You won't keep it to yourself. And we as apostolics, we have something. We have the Holy Ghost. We shouldn't try and keep it to ourselves. We should be sharing it. Hallelujah. We should be shouting it from the rooftops. I remember I, my pastor's um, nephew, Ricky, he's a 16-year-old boy. And they had came to Dhaka. That's the capital city. That's the city where I live. And in Dhaka, we have 20 million people. We have a small little town. <laughs> but Ricky had came to the capital city to visit his aunt and uncle. Now, Ricky's mom is a practicing Hindu. And they had just came from vacation. And they had went to a place that was an old established building that talked about um, all kinds of Hindu stuff. And Ricky was sharing with me, because he cares about sister. So he was sharing his vacation. And I was listening, because, Pastor, I care about Ricky's soul. And so Ricky was telling me, Sister, you should have seen the buildings. They were so old, you know. Back in the day, they used to make, the Hindus used to draw little pictures, and that would tell a story. And he says the whole building just told all kinds of stories because it had pictures all over it. And you should have seen it, Sister Anetta. And he just went on. And when he was done, I was like, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. But I said, yes, that's awesome. Sounds like you had a good time. I said, but Ricky, that's nothing compared to today. I said, you came to DACA on the right day. And he said, really, sister, why is that? And I said, because today is Teen Impact Night. And I said, we have Teen Impact Service tonight. And I said, Ricky, Jesus has something special for you. You need to come. And he said, for me, sister? I said, yes, for you, Ricky. Jesus has something for you. You need to come. And he said, okay. And he came. He sat right on the front seat. And I was teaching that night about being filled with the Holy Ghost. And I said, you know, oftentimes as ministers of the gospel, we mess up sometimes. You know, we make things complicated sometimes. We make it difficult for people to even receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You know, and Jesus is not complicated. He's real simple. You know, he makes it real easy for us. I said, you know, Jesus says, all we have to do is have just a, a really broken and repentant spirit. That's all. And we can receive. And I said, let's try it. Let's prove Jesus. I said, everybody stand. And everybody stood. Ricky was the first one. And I said, let's repent. Let's call on the name of Jesus and ask Jesus to forgive us of our sins. 
Now, I had to specify calling on the name of Jesus because, you see, Hindus, they believe in 3,000 gods, which they call by name. And so I wanted them to know we're calling on Jesus because that's the only name. And as we began to repent and ask Jesus to forgive us, and I was just, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for the things that I've done. Lord, forgive me for not being as close to you as I ought to. Lord, forgive me for the things that I partook in that I didn't even know was a sin against you. Forgive me. And Ricky was repeating everything. And he was sincere about it. You know, he was really sincere. Because that's how Hindus pray. And I said, you need to call on Jesus. And he began to call Jesus. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Jesus. Now, we say Jishu for Jesus. And so he was calling on Jishu. And Jishu was hearing Ricky. And tears began to stream down Ricky's face. And I said, okay, now let's transition. Let's begin to thank the Lord. Thank him for forgiving us of our sins. Thank him for acknowledging that we came before the throne room. Thanking him that he has answered. Hallelujah. Now, in Bangla, we don't say, thank you, Jesus. We say, don't Jishu. And so we began to say, don't Jishu. Don't Jishu. And about the third don't Jishu, Ricky began to speak in other tongues. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You see, he came with an expectancy. He came to the house with an expectancy, and Jesus met him. At his need. Hallelujah. Some of you came here tonight with an expectancy. And Jesus has come to meet you at that need. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And that night, I baptized Ricky in the wonderful name of Jesus for the remission of his sins. Hallelujah. Now, he's not visiting any Hindu places anymore. Hallelujah. But he's given God the glory. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Principle number three, harmony, agreement, one accord, unity. This world needs some of that right now. Be of the same mind towards one another. Ephesians 4, 3 says, making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Strive to walk in peace and harmony with all men. Be open-minded towards one another. Even when there are differences, especially when there are faith and belief differences, strive for unity. Seek to connect with anyone you are able to speak to. Show yourself friendly. When I first went to Bangladesh, every day I'd leave my house. My house was here, 
I come down the street, turn the corner, and right here on this corner was a pharmacy. And every day there was a, a man and woman that sat at that pharmacy storefront. And every day I greeted them. Now I didn't know if they spoke English or not, or if they understood English, but every day I greeted them. Good morning, good afternoon, good day, good whatever. Hello. Third day, good morning. And the man spoke to me. What is your name? I was so happy. <laughs> I was said, well, bless God, hallelujah. He speaks English. I have someone to talk to. <laughs> Hallelujah. He was my first friend. Hallelujah. Then he said, I said, my name is Francis. I said, what is your name, sir? He says, my name is Faith. Church right there. <laughs> I should have known. This is a setup. This is a setup from God. Sometimes you better recognize those setups. And I said, well, nice to meet you, Mr. Faith. I said, is this your wife? Yes. I said, hello, Mrs. Faith. How are you? And she didn't speak a lot of English. She just nodded. But then he said, what are you doing in my country? Hallelujah. <laughs> I said, you know that church down the corner? I said, I help the pastor. I'm a helper. If he needs help, he needs errands run, I run errands. If he needs copies made, I make copies. Whatever he needs, I help. Are you a preacher? No, sir. I'm a helper. Are you a preacher? I said, no, sir. I'm a helper. I told you, I help that pastor, you know. I'm a helper, you know, helpers, help. <laughs> well, I have a home. This was the third day I was in the nation. I have a home, he said, for men who are recovering drug addicts. And I want you to come and preach to them. I'm not a preacher. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm a helper. I said, well, you know, Mr. Faith, I said, I will tell my pastor your need, and perhaps he can have one of the ministerial teams come and preach for you at your home. No, I want you to come and preach to my men. Hmm. Okay, I will talk to pastor. And so I did. I went to the church, and I said, you know, Pastor Corbin, I said, you know that pharmacy down by my house? Mm-hmm. I said, well, the owner, Mr. Faith, he told me about a home he has for men who are recovering drug addicts, and he wanted me to come and preach. And the senior pastor, our national pastor, he interrupted, and he says, yes, he's a good friend of ours. He's a good man. He's a... Um, a good Catholic brother, and he's doing the very best he can with what he knows for those men. Go preach. 
Well, on the third day, I got promoted <laughs> from a helper to a preacher. And by the grace of God, now I'm licensed. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so I went. Now I'm trying to walk in the principle of harmony. Now I knew his doctrine wasn't the same as ours. And I could have went in, my doctrine is greater than your doctrine. And I could have totally destroyed everything that that man tried to do for those men. But I was trying to walk in obedience with the word of God and walk in harmony. So I went in and they introduced me and I said to those men, this is not God's will for your life. I said, you know, the Lord says that he promised us life and life more abundantly. This is not abundant living at all. God has greater for you. And then I was able to go to the word of God and began to establish a foundation of what God has in store for a life. This is the plan, God's plan. And I never disrupted anything that that man had begun. Sometimes, church, we as apostolics, we have to be careful. We don't have to cram our doctrine down anyone's throat. We know the truth. We carry the truth. If someone wants to hear the truth, they're going to receive the truth. But if you come at them with both barrels loaded, come in love. Come in peace. I'm sure they will receive it much greater. I watched God restore those men. Some of those are apostolic men. Their families are restored. Walking in harmony. Principle number four, and I only have one more principle after that, and I'll be out of your way. Principle number four, humility. Freedom from pride or arrogance, the quality or state of being humble. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. In simple terms, don't think so much about yourself or so highly of yourself. Just be humble. Proverbs 11.2 says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. I don't know about you, but I want some wisdom. Especially in this hour. I choose wisdom. In Jesus' name. If we are going to be the hands and feet of Jesus, then we need to really be humble. Walk with our hands with our feet planted firmly on the ground so we can be attainable, we can be reachable, we can be approachable. If we walk with our nose so far up in the air, no one's going to approach us. No one's going to want to associate with us. We have to be humble. 
I not only teach at the Bible College in Bangladesh, but I teach PI, Purpose Institute. I'm a Purpose Institute instructor. And we had one elder who was taking the course. Now this elder was a very educated man, very educated. He had an armload of degrees, some degrees I'd never heard of. But he was smart, but he wasn't kind, but he was my elder, and that's all that mattered. I always treated him with kindness and respect for that simple fact that he was my elder. And I remember one night in PI, I was teaching about prayer, and I was teaching about how we can go boldly into the throne room of grace and that Jesus had rented the veil so we don't have to go through a man anymore. We don't have to go through a high priest anymore because Jesus Christ is the high priest. And we don't have to go that route anymore. We can go boldly in for ourselves. I said, besides, the Lord says that we're not even supposed to call any man on this earth father except for God, which is in heaven. And when I said that, the elder stood up and he rebuked me. Hallelujah. Well, church, pastor, I would love to stand before you and say, I mastered that humility, but I'm a work in progress. Hallelujah. I could feel the heat. Mm. Coming up from my feet, mm. got around the knees, home, and it kept on going, got about eye level, and it began to clog my thoughts, and voices started speaking, say that, say this, and I had to get a grip real quick. And all I could say was Jesus. And I tell you, when I said the name Jesus, he is a present help in the time of trouble. He is as close as the mention of his name. Oh, hallelujah. That double-edged sword began to minister to that elder as it was ministering to me. It was telling me, friend, you just keep your peace. You just hold your peace. I'll fight the battle. It's not your word that you're battling with anyway. It's not your word you're defending. It's my word. He's rebuking my word, not your word. You just hold your peace. I'll take care of the situation. And out of my mouth, pastor, I tell you, it was like, whoa. My mind, my natural mind was like overwhelmed and my spirit out of my belly, rivers of living water was pouring out and scripture after scripture was just flowing out. And I was like, wow, God, that's good. That's a good word. I need to write that down. I've never heard that. I didn't know I had that. In. What? I'm having a conversation in my mind. And God is ministering to us both. He's a good God. 
He's able to settle the matter. Hallelujah. And I looked up and that elder was doing this. Sister, sister. And I said, yes, sir, yes, sir. He says, no, no bother, no bother. I need to study out those scriptures. We'll talk about it later. Not tonight, later. And I was like, that's my Jesus. That's my Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He fought that battle. And I didn't have to fight it. I just had to stay humble. Sometimes we just have to speak to ourselves. When you can't think of anything good to say, say Jesus. Just say Jesus. And that's all you need. I tell you, we have tea three times a day in Bangladesh. And that evening, we had evening tea. Tea and biscuits. It was so nice. We fellowshiped. We laughed. There was no discord. There was no animosity. God settled it. He settled the matter. Hallelujah. We just have to keep the right spirit. Stay humble. Humility keeps us in a place where God can move and his word can be effective. Just be humble. Hallelujah. Principle number five, courteous, civil, genteel, gracious, mannerly, polite. In other words, just be kind. Have no respecter of persons. Treat all as if they are special. Because to Jesus, each one of us, we're special. We're special. That's what Jesus says about us. I'm going to leave you with this, this last story, this last testimony of how special we are to Jesus, that he wants us to know him in the fullness of his fellowship. Hallelujah. We have um, our Bible college students, they come to us by Usually, a senior pastor in one of our churches, they see the quality of ministry in a young man or young woman, and they, they recommend them, and they come. Well, we had one young man. He was telling us his story. Samuel is his name. He was 17 years old, and he said, Sister, I was just going through my village wondering, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? I just graduated high school. My parents don't have enough money to send me to university. I really don't have a trade or anything to do a job. What am I going to do with the rest of my life? And he said an elder came to him. They highly respect their elders. That was free. <laughs> but he said the elder came to him and said, Samuel, I'm going to take you to Bible college with me because God's going to do a great work through you. Me? Uncle? Bible college? Uncle, I 
was raised Hindu with my grandfather all my life. I don't know anything about Christianity. He says, I don't care what you call yourself. You're going to Bible college. God's going to use you. Samuel said, that night, I prayed, sister, to the unknown God. You see, 2020, and there's people in this world that still call Jesus the unknown God. They don't know his name. And he told me, he says, I prayed to the unknown God. And I said, unknown God, if you really want me to go to this Bible college and learn Christian stuff, then you need to send a friend with me. Because if I go there and I learn that Christian stuff and I come back to the village, I won't have any friends because I'll be different. Amen. That was his prayer. He said the next day he saw his best friend. And he said, hey, man, I've been looking for you. Do you want to go to DACA, to a Bible college with me? And he said his best friend had a big smile on his face, and he said, yes, I do. And he's like, what? What's wrong with you? You're Hindu like me. No, Samuel, you don't understand, he told him. He says, last week, you know, that pastor from that Bible college was here in the village, and he taught us about taking water baptism in Jesus' name. He says, if you take water baptism in Jesus' name, you go down the old man, all your sins and everything is washed away. If you have sickness and disease, all that stays in the water, and you come up new. You come up clean. He says, Samuel, I'm your best friend. You know me? He says, remember, I had eczema all over. He says, look at me. I'm clean. I took water baptism in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He says, so yes, I want to go because I want to know what else this Jesus can do. And so they came. The elder brought both of them. And they came. And our Bible college students, they don't have, like, theological backgrounds. And they don't have basic foundations. In the first two weeks, literally the first two weeks of Bible college, I teach them back to the Bible. And I lay a foundation, a foundational principle of who Jesus is. And in those first two weeks, our Bible college students are apostolic. They have had a new birth experience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so when they came, Samuel was, he says, I was just like kind of wrestling within myself. Why am I here? You know, what am I here for? And he said, that night, the first week he was there, he had an encounter. He said, I was sleeping in my bed, sister, and I heard somebody call my name. He says, I got up out of bed, and I went to uncle's bed. And he said, uncle, you called me? What do you need? He says, I didn't call you. Why are you waking me in the middle of the night? Go back to bed. He said, the second time, Samuel, he says, I got up out of bed. I went to uncle's bed. And I said, uncle, surely you called me. What do you need? 
And he said, uncle was really mad with him. And he said, Samuel, I did not call you. Go back to bed. Do not disturb my sleep again. So he went back to bed. Third time, he says, he heard his name being called, Samuel. He says, I went to uncle's bed. But he said, sister, this time I looked and I saw uncle was sleeping. I didn't disturb him. I went back to my bed. And he said, when I got in my bed, I thought I must have been dreaming. So I went to go back to sleep. He said, but the voice kept talking. He said, so I picked up a pen by the nightstand and wrote down what the voice said. Went back to bed, he says, went to sleep. He says, the next morning I thought, I dreamt. Wow, what a dream. But he said, then I saw the nightstand and I saw the paper. It wasn't a dream. So he said, uncle was really mad. And he says, uncle, don't be mad. I want to explain what happened. And he showed uncle the note. And uncle said, take it to class. Let's take it to class. Let's show sister. So they brought it to class that morning. And they showed me. And they told me what had happened the night before. And I began to weep and cry. Because I was going to tell them that day about the prophet Samuel. But God. He went before me. He wanted to introduce himself for himself. That note said, Samuel, I'm not the unknown God. My name is Jesus Christ. I have called you here to this place that you will know of me, that you would learn of me, and that you would take my name back to your village and teach of me. That they would know, I'm not unknown. I want to be known. That's how kind Jesus is. He didn't understand. Sister, why are you crying? I said, Samuel, it's in the book. You're in the book. Your story is in the book. And then when I showed him in the class the prophet Samuel and how God had called Samuel in the middle of the night, Samuel began to weep and cry. And he says, surely, sister, I must have his name applied to me. And I baptized Samuel in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of his sins. And when he came up out of the water, Jesus filled him with his spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's how kind our Jesus is. He loves us unconditionally. He has no respecter of person. I could tell you, church, a million, million testimonies of the wonderful things that I've seen Jesus do. There's nothing too hard for God. For Jesus to allow me to see a real live parable in my classroom. (laughs) 
He's a great God. And I often say, who am I, Lord, that you are mindful of me? But I thank you for being mindful of me, Lord. He's a good God. If you apply these principles to your life, you will see a difference in your family, in your community, in your workplace, and in your church. I challenge you, each one of you, try Jesus and see if he doesn't give an increase. Thank you, church. God bless you. service, Wednesday night service, people get the Holy Ghost, and it was just, it seemed like we were on a roll, and then it seemed like, well, this thing roadblocked us, but it ain't stopped anything. Uh, you ever seen a water hose where you kink it like that? And it's like, hey, nothing coming out, but then how it just comes flying, that's what's fixing to happen, is that it's fixed to be a flood. Of, of the Holy Ghost, Woo! signs and wonders and miracles. The churches are coming back, and they're coming back stronger and more faith and encouraged and, and excited. I think that, uh, that, that things that we took for granted, now we realize how precious they are, and, and people are beginning to say, man, I, I've got to get in this thing wholehearted. And so I'm, I'm thankful for the ministry that Sister Day has, and I'm thankful. Uh, I can't see pictures of another country without thinking, "Oh, I want to go. <laughs> I want to go. I want to go see that place. I want to go there." I want to go. And um, and you know, we've had many different missionaries over the years that come, and sometimes, you know, we, we just feel uh, a connection and feel like you know God has sent them by our place uh, for a reason. And, we don't pick them. Our brother Snyder has said they're coming, but I feel like the Lord directs that sometimes. And 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 I can tell you, it's not thirty; it's at least only twenty-nine. Uh, so uh, I, I know that we're going to take her on as a partner. And and, uh, and and I want you to think about that, pray about that. She's got the the PMIs, PIM. What PMI is? That's my insurance. I'm trying to get rid of on my mortgage. Yeah. Uh, be glad when it's gone. I'll quit saying that. Uh, but the PIM forms, she'll have those. And I want you to, you know, even if you're not sure, not take that and, and pray about it and think about it and see if you can help her out. And I know, but if you can tonight, fill one out and leave it with her. But if you can't, I want the guys I talked to, we are going to take an offering in here tonight. And then if you 
don't have cash or a check with you right now, that's fine. If you want to donate to her with a card, she'll have uh, her square. She's got a table set up. I want you to stop by and speak with her and look at the things she has. Do you have things for sale out there on your table and stuff too? So there are things there that will help her. Um, uh, the checks can be made uh, to directly to her. Is that right? So you can make your check to Francis Day. And that's Francis with an E. check out and, uh, and we want to be a, a, a tremendous blessing to her tonight because uh, not only is she trying to get back to her country but uh, you know the drill we've, we've had missionaries and we've talked about this but we have to keep them sustained while they're here Deput yeah. deputation is not fun it's I'm sure they enjoy meeting a lot of people but uh, it's not that's, they'd rather be in their land They'd rather be in their country that God's called them to, and, and we want to help them get back there as quickly as possible. So uh, tonight, uh, we're going we're gonna to pray, and while we're praying, you just ask the Lord to lay it on your heart, and you do what you can do. I tell you, when everybody does something, nobody has to do the big thing. God will take care of it. So we're all workers together with Him, and uh, so I, I know tonight God can bless us. Let's pray before we take this offering tonight, just ask God to bless sister. Lord, we love you so much. We're thankful, Lord, to hear the testimonies of your power and your mercy in other lands Jesus, and in the lives of these people you, that uh, we may you, never Jesus. meet, Lord, until we gather together in heaven one day. Lord, we're wanting to be a blessing to this sister tonight. I'm asking, Lord, to, to lead us as thank we you, give Jesus. tonight. Lord, let us you, give Jesus. in faith. We know that when we give, it's going to be given back, pressed down, shaken together and running over. We believe, Lord, that we can be uh, and make an impact, Lord, for this this work that's going on in Bangladesh. Yes, so tonight, yes, God, Jesus. we ask you yes, to, to take this offering, bless it, multiply it, and use it for your glory, God. And we pray the blessings of the Lord over our sister day tonight. That you would protect her and keep her, God, give her favor in every church that she goes to, every state she drives to. Keep her well, keep her safe. And Lord, we're going to see. Lord, before she gets to her next state, Lord, I'd love to see all 30 of these, Woo! or these, all 30 of these PIMs yes, done Jesus. Yes, in the state Jesus. of Georgia. Yes, Jesus. In Jesus' yes, name, Jesus. glory to God. We praise you tonight. Thank you. Go ahead, guys, and take this offering tonight. And while they're doing that, let me remind you that we will be back in service on Sunday. It's just one service at 12 o'clock, so uh, you want to be here for that. It's going to be great. Uh, it's regeneration meeting. Friday night, Friday night, Regeneration Friday night, 7.30, 7.30 here, Regeneration, uh, our youth will be here, so don't forget to pray for those that haven't been here that because of their sicknesses, let's, let's believe God for healings, speak that healing in Jesus' name. Yes, Jesus. Invite yes, somebody Jesus. to church with you on Sunday, tell them about, hey, we know that unknown God, tell them about Jesus and baptism in Jesus' Woo. name. And let's see them. Let's let this water be troubled again this week. And let's see someone feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. You make sure you stop by the table out there and see Sister Day and greet her and let her know how much you appreciate her ministry. Pick up one of these yellow forms. And wouldn't it be great for her to leave out of here and only need 20? Wouldn't that be great? If you can do it, do it. If you can do it, do it. God's going to bless you for it. Sister Day, thank you so much. We appreciate it. So blessed to meet you tonight.
Glory to God. We're going to uh, get everything together, so she's going to probably head out to her table so she can answer any questions you might have, so you can meet her, pick up forms, uh, purchase those items that are out there. You're dismissed tonight in the name of Jesus. God bless you.